this week on Crypto Unstacked. So we are in my living room and we're watching the closing of the auction, which closes in an hour and 18 minutes. It's already at like a absolutely ridiculous amount. Hey Mike, this is Jason. I just want to say congratulations. You're at 25,250,000. It's crazy, man. Jesus Christ, what the? <laughs> 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 69 million. I think it probably means digital art is here to stay. I'm going to Disney World! <laughs> that was a clip from Christie's YouTube channel capturing the final moments of digital artist Beeple's historical auction of his artwork every day's, the first 5,000 days. As of today, this art piece stands as the third most expensive work of any living artist sold but not long ago. A New York Times article was published titled Why an Animated Flying Cat with a Pop-Tart Body Sold for Almost $600,000. If you haven't guessed from the theme song, the New York Times is referring to none other than Nine Cat, an internet meme of an animated flying cat created 10 years ago by artist Chris Torres that went viral and has since been shared millions of times the world over. It ranked number five on the list of most viewed YouTube videos in 2011 and would go on to win a Webby Award in 2012 for Meme of the Year. Fast forward a decade, and Nine Cat has once again re-emerged as an internet sensation. On February 18th, 2021, Nine Cat's 10th anniversary, creator Chris Torres put a unique Nine Cat version on NFT Marketplace Foundation for a 24-hour auction. There was a bidding war, and lo and behold, Nine Cat was sold for a whopping 300 Ether, or the equivalent of $587,000 at the time of sale. And a whole new meme economy was born through crypto art. Well, perhaps that's a bit too dramatic, but it helped to propel the NFT craze we've been seeing over the past few weeks. Hey everyone, welcome to Crypto Unstacked Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Lamb. This month, we are exploring the world of NFTs through a series of episodes, and I'm calling it a little nifty story. In part one, we'll explore what NFTs are and rewind a few years to dig into some meme culture history and see what the current NFT frenzy is all about. Are you ready? Let's roll. So what are you buying exactly when it comes to these non-fungible tokens? As it turns out, you're not buying a physical good or the IP rights to something like Ninecat. As reported by the New York Times, the buyers are usually not acquiring copyrights, trademarks, or even the sole ownership of whatever it is they purchase. They're buying bragging rights and the knowledge that their copy is the authentic one. I know some of you are thinking, okay, but hold on. Can't digital goods like this version of Ninecat be copied ad infinitum? Isn't it susceptible to screenshot theft? How does it retain its authenticity? We'll get to that in just a bit. First, let's take a look at the history and rise of NFTs. 
NFTs are unique blockchain-based digital goods, which can't be replaced with something else. That is, they are uniquely identifiable. Fungible assets, on the other hand, are interchangeable, like fiat currencies such as the US dollar or cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. But this NFT asset class, if you can call it that, is not anything new. As NFT Marketplace OpenSea notes in their exhaustive NFT write-up, which I encourage you guys to check out, we've had non-fungible digital assets since the dawn of the internet. Domain names, event tickets, in-game items, even handles on social networks like Twitter or Facebook are all non-fungible digital assets. But they have never had a unified representation in the digital world. By representing non-fungible tokens on public blockchains, developers can build common, reusable, inheritable standards relevant to all non-fungible tokens. For example, you might be familiar with the ERC-20 standard for tokens on Ethereum that led to ERC-721 and ERC-1155, which are the standards for NFTs on Ethereum today. These standards have created an operational backbone for the interoperability and tradability of NFTs. OpenSea notes that when a developer launches a new NFT project, these NFTs are immediately viewable inside dozens of different wallet providers, tradable on marketplaces, and most recently, displayable inside a virtual world. Not only that, going back to the question about whether someone could just screenshot an image of a 9cat NFT and resell it, sure they can, but it won't be the original one, which can be tracked on a blockchain ledger. The value of an NFT lies in its immutability and provable scarcity. When it comes to art, what you care about as a collector in both the physical and digital world is provenance, something the art world has historically struggled with. The going concern about NFT art is that most of the digital art has no resale value because it cannot be rigorously authenticated. But as Kieran Parker Maroney writes in his recent article titled A Bullish Case for NFTs, NFTs remove this issue, meaning you can immediately look up provenance, past owners, current owners, and sales information connected with the piece in question. How? Enter smart contracts. Smart contracts allow developers to control the properties that influence the supply of any given NFT. That is, once an NFT is issued, the property of that digital good cannot be changed. This is the property of programmability that is embedded in NFTs on-chain that don't exist in the physical world. A developer can control, programmatically, how much of a rare item can be created and exist in the world. The more scarce an item is, the more valuable it is perceived to be. Let's talk about some OG NFTs that you may or may not be familiar with. Remember Rare Pepes? Rare Pepes are cartoon frogs that date back to 2014 and are probably one of the earliest digital artworks that gave rise to internet meme culture. Artist Matt Fury started Pepe as a webcomic, that then became popularized on the online messaging forum 4chan. And over time, people came up with all kinds of Pepe's. There's a bunch of interesting stories about Rare Pepe's backstory, like this video from the YouTube channel Digitally Rare, titled Rare Pepe Wallet and the Birth of Crypto Art. 
Pepe was created by artist Matt Fury in 2005 when he started making a comic in Microsoft Paint called Playtime. Eventually, Playtime became a zine called Boys Club about four friends just partying their way through life. In 2008, this comic, where Pepe is peeing standing up with his pants around his ankles and then asked about it later says, feels good man, was posted to 4chan where it blew up and became a bona fide meme used in a dizzying array of ways. This set Pepe on a path he's still on today, mutating and morphing as a meme into a galaxy of different variations, but for our purposes, there's two paths you have to know about. Pepe's journey down the dark road to hate symbol began because it became too popular. Trolls, for lack of a better word, wanted to reclaim him and make him unaccepted by the mainstream again. So they started associating Pepe with all the things we now associate him with and lo and behold, it worked. Katy Perry shall never more tweet a Pepe meme. But there is another path that Pepe took and unlike the Nazis who have mostly moved on from Pepe looking for new memes to exploit, this other path I speak of is marked by the powers of good who have held on and are trying to rehabilitate the image of this much maligned frog. This path is one of creativity and goodwill and hope for the future. It's a path of cooperation and fun. And it leads directly through Rare Pepe being bought, sold, and traded on the blockchain. That clip was from 2018. Here's someone on Clubhouse who is using Rare Pepes as an example of how people can bring meme culture to NFTs. One of the things that I'm super interested in is who's going to be able to take the memes and turn them into NFTs, right? Because as we all know, <laughs> memes run the internet. I was talking to this kid on Twitter last night. He made an NFT series about, uh, around twerking Pepe. So he took the Pepe meme and made it twerk in a GIF. And he's 17 years old, has made $80,000 in the last month, and was just like this random nft which i'm sure i don't know who owns the rights or the ip to the pepe meme but whether it's legal or not he did it um and that just makes me really the wheel start spinning in regards to who's going to bring the memes to nft let's pretend we're back in 2017 and CryptoPunks have landed on the internet you know the avatar that every CryptoPunk collector on twitter seems to have made his profile picture yeah those CryptoPunks were released on the Ethereum blockchain as a rare collection of 10,000 unique, well, I'm not sure what to call them, but I guess pixelated characters? The NFT mania just saw 34 of these collectibles sell for 557.5 Ether, which was roughly $1 million at the time of sale. A few months after CryptoPunks launched, Dapper Labs created CryptoKitties, a game where collectors breed and trade digital cats. Like the Nine Cat, CryptoKitties took the internet by storm. What's up with these cats going viral? At its peak, more than $2 million worth of CryptoKitties were traded over 24 hours. So many people started flipping these Neopet lookalikes that at one point in 2017, they accounted for nearly 15% of all transactions on the Ethereum blockchain. The network got so clogged up, it was almost impossible to transact on the Ethereum blockchain because of the skyrocketing transaction fees. Meaning, at times it costs more to send CryptoKitties than to buy the collectible itself. Crazy, no? In the next series, we'll talk about why scaling solutions are important to growing the NFT market. NFTs as we know them have come a long way since the days of 2017. According to Blockworks, the market cap for NFTs was $338 million in 2020, compared to $142 million the year before. 
Number of active NFT wallets in 2020 grew 97% and buyers increased 67% from the previous year. They traded $250 million last year in 2020, nearly a 300% increase from 2019. What's driving the growth of NFTs in 2021? Crypto on and off ramps have matured significantly over the past four years with the recent growth of DeFi, inviting both retail adoption and institutional intrigue into the space. Also, largely thanks to Bitcoin finding its footing in institutional portfolios and corporate treasuries, we're once again in a bull market with the largest cryptocurrency hitting higher highs and breaking new records. As they say, a rising tide lifts all boats. And what has come from this recent bull market? Well, more people are getting rich. What's interesting about this new class of crypto-rich investors is that since their wealth is from digitally native currencies, they are likely to spend and enjoy their wealth within the same ecosystem. So this is why instead of cycling those gains into the fiat economy, they may instead choose to invest in other parts of the crypto ecosystem. And some view NFTs as a fun and lucrative investment as they present an opportunity to invest in creators. Speaking of which, alongside the growth of crypto, we have seen a surge of interest in what is called the creator economy. Creatives like artists and musicians are finding new ways to grow their audience and reach and are being drawn to NFTs from a social angle and learning about crypto along the way. Bloomberg recently broke a story aptly titled Cryptocurrency Millionaires Fuel a Boom in the Digital Art Market. They write about YouTube sensation Logan Paul, who recently released a series of NFTs raking in upwards of $5 million selling Pokemon-inspired NFTs of himself for one Ether each. In the process, he introduced his nearly 6 million Twitter followers to the burgeoning marketplace of NFTs. Here's Logan on Clubhouse talking about NFTs. I'm rarely excited by uh, new endeavors these days. And for some reason, the NFT space excites me so much because I think there's so much room for innovation. And the competitor in me, I think, realizes, realizes that the market is going to get oversaturated quick, in my opinion, like very, very quickly. And I think the best, most creative, most innovative NFT uh, companies are going to rise to the top. And it's going to be cool to see which ones those are. I didn't want to do uh, Logan Paul NFT solo. I'm, I'm so curious to see how uh, personalities, influencer, and celebrity-based NFT that don't really serve a purpose other than representing the celebrity will do. And that's why I paired it with my Pokemon um, release and hype around what I've built in, in this box break that I have coming up. Like, I, I didn't want to do just me, like, hey, here's me, here's my face. It's tied with... Uh, an event, a moment in history, um, a spectacle that has a lot of excitement around it and that I think a lot of people are going to remember probably for the rest of their lives. And so tying an NFT to that made sense to me. I don't know if I'll ever drop one randomly, just like a, hey, here's here's there's this thing that I have. It's, it's almost like it, it needs to represent something or have a utility or a function or a memory that, in my opinion, will make it uh, more successful than just a regular old NFT. To wrap up part one, what are NFTs? Venture firm underscore VC offers a somewhat technical definition in their NFT primer, which says 
NFTs enable trustless verifiability of uniqueness and authenticity and is a new form of fractional ownership and tradability. If you're looking for a broader definition, Whale Shark, an anonymous NFT collector, said on Twitter, NFTs are the evolution of physical collectibles to a new digital lifestyle. There's also the explain it like I'm five definition, which is that NFTs are simply proof of ownership supported by blockchain. I think regardless of the medium, NFTs are an opportunity to redefine what types of assets the next generation values. Over the next few episodes in this NFT series, I'll be chatting with many industry stakeholders, from artists and collectors, to platforms and investors to unpack the world of NFTs and the vast on-chain creator economy that they're powering. We've got some great insights in store for you. See you next week on Crypto Unstacked for another little nifty story. Have a great week, everyone.